Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to share some of what I believe are the keys to using time effectively. And these are based on lessons that even my teenage daughter admits are true. And I have to say that it's really one of the affirming parts of being a parent when you're proved right and your kids admit that actually the things you've been trying to tell them all along were actually true. There are a few moments so gratifying in life in the life of a parent as when your kids admit you were right about something. And it's not that I take pleasure in being able to say I told you so, although I think we all enjoy that a little bit from time to time. It's reaffirming that something I believe in and which I've passed on has proven to be true for someone else. My eldest daughter is nearly 20 and in her second year at university she's had her wobbles of confidence and the expected ups and downs as she's adapted to her newfound freedom. She's learning how to handle the challenges of keeping body and soul together in daily life. Most significantly, she's doing a really good job of being a student and working hard. When she first set off for university, I wanted to pass on a few distilled pointers that she could refer to if she ever needed them. Like most parents in this scenario, I worried that I hadn't made clear all the fundamental life lessons that would see her through their first foray into the outside world. So to remedy this, I put together a document with around 15 pointers that I felt my server well. As she's settled into university life, she's learned the challenge we all face as adults in managing the time we have available to us. We have our work, or in her case her studies, the need to keep body and soul together, shopping, cooking, cleaning, and looking after ourselves and our homes. We also have to try and fit in some fun and enjoyment along the way as well. In a recent conversation that gave me cause to feel a little bit of self-satisfaction and a little bit of smugness if I'm being honest, she admitted to me the thoughts that I'd shared with her about time were absolutely correct. Flushed with success, I thought I'd share them with you too, in case it can benefit you. As a general rule, we need to do what we have to do before we want to do. It's a fact of life that as we gain responsibility and take on certain roles, there will be things that are expected of us, which take precedence over those things we'd rather be doing. How you determine the relative hierarchy of the various tasks that demand your attention and time is up to you. Work, studies, exercise, domestic chores, reading, relaxation and socialising are all vital components in our lives. As adults, those who get the things done that must be done first tend to live more successfully, happier and generally more fulfilled lives than those who are self-indulgent and hedonistic in how they live, prioritising what they want to do instead. Work needs to be done and to the best of our abilities, preferably when we're rested and refreshed. With it out the way, we can then contemplate relaxing and socialising. Many attempt to shift this balance with varying degrees of success. Generally, though, it's our duty to do what we must do before what we'd like to do. The next rule is that occasionally we will feel overwhelmed, and at times like these, we need to take one step forward and one action at a time. Even the most proactive and level-headed people will feel stress and overwhelm with their, when their to-do list gets out of control. 
The reasons usually that there's on too much on there and not enough time to do it all. The simple antidote is to surrender to reality and accept that we can only do one thing at a time. The only way to alleviate the overwhelm and change the situation is to then take one task at a time and move things forward one step at a time. You will feel better for taking action. Progress will be real and measurable and eventually the overwhelm will subside at least a little bit. We cannot do anything more about a perceived shortage of time and can't make more time or access more time. All we can do is to make the best use of each and every minute that we have, using it consciously, deliberately and mindfully to suit our goals and priorities. The next rule is that we all have the same number of hours in the day and we can use them as we see fit. If you're tired, go to bed earlier. If you've got too much to do, get up earlier and make a start on it. If you know, the benefit, if you know that you benefit from exercising regularly, make time for it in your schedule. The excuse of being too busy isn't valid in my view, for we all determine the priorities we set for ourselves, and then we divide up the time accordingly. Some will feel their life is full for working a 40-hour week and with little else other than that to do. Others will work a full-time job or more than one job, study at college, raise a family and care for elderly parents. Both individuals in those hypothetical examples start each week with the same 168 hours at their disposal. It's up to each of us how we use that time. The next rule is that nothing worth having or achieving comes quickly. Another feature of the time is the role it plays in our desire to improve our lives and achieve great things. As Tony Robbins puts it, we usually overestimate what we can achieve in one year, but we grossly underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. Good things take time, and usually way more than we expect or hope they will. The same is true at a task level. If you think something will take an hour to do it properly, it will likely take longer. If you know that doing it thoroughly will take the hour, it's pointless to rush or cut corners and try and do it quicker. Time spent looking for shortcuts, hack, hacks or quick fixes is likely to be wasted time. If you do find a shortcut, chances are it will backfire immediately or at a later stage. The next rule is that you're the principal custodian of your time, energy and attention. As children, our parents organise our lives, making sure we get to school when we need to, that we do our homework, do adequate exercise and tidy our rooms. As an adult, it becomes our own responsibility to allocate time appropriately to the things that need attention. Nobody's responsible for this but you. Time spent scrolling through your social media feed or binge-watching Netflix is a choice you make and you own it. It may be that this is how you decompress from the demands of work and study, but be mindful that if this time creeps or expands, as it has a tendency of doing, then it will consume more time than might have been allocated to it, and time which could have been used for more productive activities or more restorative leisure pursuits, such as exercise or rest. The next rule is that rest and leisure are as important as work, and you should make time for them. Where most of my other advice seems to sound quite authoritarian or dis disciplinarian in its tone, this one has been learned through bitter experience. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, as the saying goes, and it's entirely true. In his recent book, Stillness is the Key, Ryan Holiday talks about the importance of hobbies and pastimes in helping us to achieve and maintain a balance in life. 
Hobbies and leisure activities undertaken immersively and for their own good have been proven throughout history to help restore balance in the lives of those whose existence is otherwise intense, stressful and demanding. Holiday makes the case of a former British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, who led Britain through the Second World War by working 110-hour weeks. At the time, Churchill's hobbies included bricklaying and oil painting, which were critically important in helping him to decompress from the stresses and strains of wartime leadership. Hobbies and leisure time are as important in living a balanced life as are the times of intense activity. To neglect to include adequate leisure time as well as an adequate time for sleep will ensure that any regime of time management is doomed to fail. The final rule is that sometimes we have to let things slip, and that's okay. There will be occasions when we run out of time. Either things take longer than the planned, there's too much to do and not enough time, or some other factor blindsides us and demands our time and attention instead. When this happens, don't fight it, just accept it and move on. Deadlines get missed, time runs out, tasks take longer than we thought they would, new priorities emerge. This happens to us all, and provided you've done everything you could, you've nothing to fear in accepting that it happened. Move on. So summing up, time's generally acknowledged to be the most precious and scarce resource that we have. Unlike money, we cannot simply make more of it or borrow it from anywhere else. Instead, it's our duty to make the most of every second we have. In our youth, time seems to be plentiful and limitless. A year feels a long while, and it is. When we get older, it's apparent that the years pass by in the blink of an eye. I'm approaching the halfway point in my own life based on statistics, and it's alarming to think that that's the case, for it feels like my life is speeding up too. I hope that through the application of these simple rules, my daughter, and in later years her siblings, will choose to live in a way that maximises the value they get from every second of their lives. I hope that's helped you think about how you consider time and the use of it. I know it's something we all struggle with from time to time, um, but hopefully those rules will help you, just as I think they've helped my daughter. And until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood from Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.